Good morning, everyone. George Watkins here. What a beautiful day to be alive on a Tuesday morning. Thank you for stopping by on our regular time together. Listen, I've just got a couple of seeds to plant in your spirit today or in your revelatory ground where you like to let the Lord rise up or raise up a garden of revelation. I like that for early in the morning. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the promises and the and the uh, the fulfillment of those promises. And the reason we do that in these short times together <clears throat> is to encourage our faith and to be reminded of what the word of God tells us. I would suggest, again, I've done this often, but I will do it again. Let's not bury ourselves or spend um, overabundance of time soaking up what's coming out of the media. The media in general is not your friend. Now, there's wonderful reporters. Some of our Christian faith-based reporters can be trusted but there's some on our internet and on the uh, television that have an agenda. They are not on God's side. So what does the word of God say about taking in things that feed the spirit versus taking in things that would feed our anxieties and our fears? This is what is so important that we, uh, we read a scripture and we hear it take it into our spirit, and then we feed our soul and our spirit on false information. One of the mountains that has been dominated by the enemy is the media mountain, which includes really the entertainment mountain, which is the the movies and um, television and so forth. So just a warning Be careful what you hear, little boy or girl. (laughs) Be careful what you hear, little boy or girl. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little boy or girl, what you hear. Well, obviously, some of you would remember that little ditty from your childhood, just telling us that God's on our side and watching out for us. Okay, the title of my thought today is The Church of Jesus Christ is Not the Alamo. What do I mean by that? If you haven't had time to read my notes below, let me just briefly lay out the, the, the idea. About 200 years ago, or thereabouts, there was a virus that was put into the theological bloodstream of of the Americas, especially England and America were pretty tied together in those days. And it had to do with this secret rapture and the catching away. Now, when I say that, a huge percentage of the church turns me off as um, false or at least (laughs) disturbed. Well, I've I've been doing this a long time, so let me just talk about it for a bit. What has happened? See, Scope came along 
and produced the Schofield Bible. The Schofield Bible began, became the Bible of record. Everybody had one when I was a kid. And it had this in detail, all the theological uh, ramblings of this, this idea that there was going to be a catching away, a, a rapture. Now, do I believe in the coming of the Lord? Absolutely. He said he was coming back. Now, what this happened, what happened to the church then was that we went into neutral gear. Why should I do anything? We'll just win a few souls and get out of here before the devil takes over. Now, the reason I refer to this as the Alamo is because these brave patriots in the Alamo, at least in the movie form that I saw, I wasn't there, by the way. I know you think I'm old, but I'm not that old. And uh, in the movie form, John Wayne was uh, made the made the movie famous. They fought to the bitter end against all odds and lost, and all of them were taken and destroyed. Okay. That's what I mean by we are not the Alamo. We are not here to be destroyed. We are not here to be run over by um, the army of the enemy. Let's back up just a bit so we can catch the picture of what really happened at the cross and the resurrection. And if we believe that, why should you go to church and listen to someone teach you and preach to you that we really can't win? In the end, we lose. We get out of here, the devil takes back over, and the earth is burned up and so forth. Well, when Jesus rose from the dead, he had he had he opened the seals. And those seals in the in the book of Revelation had to do with the power that the enemy had previous to the to the cross. Not this, this isn't going to be coming down the road. When Jesus opened the seals, he settled the fact that those powers were not there anymore. He took away the keys from the enemy. Now, when he rose, he rose a victor. When he rose, he rose and he presented blood to, uh, to the Father. It was perfect and pure. Now, because of that, there is no other power on earth more powerful than the name of Jesus. Now, here's the kicker. Here's, here's, here's the catch in the whole thing. He then turned over the authority of the earth to sons and daughters of God through his name and through the Father's authority and through the blood of Christ. This is what has happened to the church. The church has turned over the authority back to the enemy in their theology that, well, he's going to come back someday in power. Things are going to be reversed. He's going to be let out of the prison and they're going to just stomp us into the dust. But we've got to get out of here and escape all that because we have no authority over the devil. You see how twisted that is? When Jesus came, he conquered and he settled the fact that the enemy had been destroyed and it was not going to be an issue anymore. Okay, why then is there trouble? Why then do we have trouble? There's trouble in the earth. Jesus said, you're going to go through conflict. 
There's battles we don't seem to win at the time, but God says we win the war. I love verses like the the uh, <clears throat> word of the Lord will cover, the, you know, they'll cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. And all authority I give unto you, he said to his disciples. And he passed that on to us through the name, through the blood, and through the declaration that we have. Now, when we hear the promises of the Lord and then we speak contrary to that, that's a double mind. And the double-minded man gets nothing. When the enemy comes in and tries to dominate and we do not resist and stand firm upon the word of God and upon the promises of God, then the enemy takes advantage of us because we have yielded our authority as resident kings and priests on earth. He's given us that authority as resident kings and priests on earth. We have privilege and purpose and power and direction to take this world that we are in and shape it for the cause of Christ. Amen. Well, with that in mind, then this is in, this is in shorthand folks. We're just on a short morning break here. These teachings certainly have a lot of depth and meat to them, but I'm just throwing this out as seed so that you can see when you when you sit and listen to another rapture teaching and we're going to be out of here maybe by Thursday and hold on because it's coming any minute. Now it's back on the Internet again and they're prophesying the coming of the Lord. They're prophesying the end of times. I don't believe the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit started, he's going to lose. I don't believe the Holy Spirit is going to lose the earth when he was when it's been promised by the covenants of God that the whole earth would be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now, is that just some kind of fantasy or is it God's promise? Genesis 1, 26 and 27 <clears throat> lines right up with the last chapter in Mark. Go into all the world. Genesis said, take dominion. He has not reversed it. Jesus came back as second Adam and fulfilled all of the covenant and sealed this deal by his death and resurrection. And Ephesians 2, we read it yesterday, Ephesians 2 said that we then now have been raised with him and are seated, not beside him, but in him in heavenly places. Now, if that be the case, then everything that he has is ours because the terms are co-labor, a co-labor. If you've ever entered into a covenant with anybody, you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, a contract as a co-partner, you share equal blessings and also equal debt. If, you're, if your partner cheats you and skips town with the money, you have to pay off the debts because you are co-equal equal partners. Now, Jesus isn't going anywhere. <laughs> I love that illustration in the Old Testament when uh, when uh, Abraham cut the covenant, but God put him to sleep and Jesus walked through the sacrifice because God made a covenant with himself. And so it was on the cross 
that G- that Jesus was on the cross. It was God in Christ on the cross. So again, God made a covenant with himself when he brought this thing to a close and took back the reins from the rebellious sons of God, which are called the enemy, Satan himself. Okay. The church is not the Alamo. We're not here to be destroyed. We're not here to fight to the last man and then be wiped out by some renegade that got out of prison and takes the earth over again. <laughs> well, if this is, uh, if it's done anything, uh, if it's not done anything but to stir your thinking up or to get you so excited about it that you're going to study to see if these things be true. Go through some of the victory scriptures. Stay out of the dark side of all the things you've been, that's been planted in your mind. And remember that Jesus didn't come to lose and God didn't come to lose. He came to win and he did, and he will never let it go. Now, Our responsibility then is to do the work of the Lord and not back down. Our responsibility is to stand firm on our faith and to declare the righteousness of God and to preach the gospel and to intercede and pray and stand in our declaration and say to the enemy, you will not advance anymore. We are taking the territory for God. Amen. Well, Thank you for stopping by today and uh, take those nuggets home with you. Plant them in your little revelation garden and see what God brings back to you. (laughs) Tuesday's a good day to rejoice. And Tuesday's a good day to thank God for his grace upon us. That enabling power of God to take us to our target. Amen. Well, thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your giving. If God's nudging you to send us a financial blessing, PayPal or the address below. Until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the special things that God has promised you come to pass in your life. Until then, God bless.